0: With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby.
1: Film Reviews and Movie
0: News. Yes, it is. It's Film Reviews and Movie News with me, Stuart Pink. And he's not afraid of heights because his head's always in the clouds. It's Mark (laughs) Searby. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for that uh, lovely
0: introduction. That's all right. right. I I was going to say you're already on top of the world.
1: Yeah, I know, oh, but you... no, not quite the same. No, you're, you're. I think you're much closer to the truth there. With my head's already in the cloud, so that's fine. That's fine. It's yeah. the best place
0: to be, mate. Yeah, it is. Keep it there. it keep is it there.
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, how dear. goes it up Yes, there? fine, thanks. In the fine.
1: yes, pretty good, pretty good. Did you know? Um, it's National Cinema Day. Saturday? Is it really? Yes, yes.
0: Oh, yes, National.
1: So, uh, uh, tickets at many different cinemas not saying all of them many different cinemas are three pound each no matter the film oh wow really good oh, isn't that's that? cool yeah that's really good so yeah three quid for adults kids whoever whoever yeah three pounds so you can go whoever you work. are
0: whatever size yeah human.
1: you can go three pounds so you can see something brand new like what we're going to review in a minute or you can see you know some of the ones that were reviewed recently or some of the heritage movies as well some of the older movies to three pounds as i said not oh, all cinemas nice. not all cinemas but the majority of them are doing it so it's just national cinema day um just to entice a few more people to the cinema um you know why wouldn't you go with the immersive experience? experience sat in the dark and join a movie
0: or not it's very difficult to beat the feeling in it when you all sat there together there's a uh, big tense scene yes you know, dark theater yes and it all kicks off yes so you just can't recreate that home
1: you can't well this is what i said to you a few weeks ago when i went to see nope and it was a press screen so loads of critics and whatever else but there's a scene in that movie which we will talk about when it hits dvd by the way um that you could just feel the tension in the room and then there was a woman a few rows in front of me who was just going no 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 and she started to look away as well it was brilliant (laughs) you know and i you're right you don't get that sort of um those sorts of emotions those sorts of feelings when you're sat at home because it's just you and one or two or three other people basically so in the cinema it's a collective experience it is really unique as well that's the thing about it it's um yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the beauty of cinema, really. I mean, I, listen, I can bang on about this all day, really. But, um, yes, so National <laughs> Cinema <laughs> so Day. National Cinema National day. Cinema Day. Tickets £3 at most cinemas, I believe. So you can go and see um, whatever you fancy seeing, really. And uh, it's a good deal. £3. £3.
0: Excellent. You can go to phoenixfm.com, check out all the reviews we've done recently, and you'll be able to, you know, Take your pick. Exactly,
1: exactly. Which one you want to do? Yeah, exactly. We've probably reviewed them all. Well, I think we've probably <laughs> been pretty close to reviewing them all, actually. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. maybe we should start with a movie that is in cinemas this week that is probably worth your three pounds or more, depending on where you go. um This yeah. is Fall F A L L. It's about best friends Becky and Hunter who find themselves stranded on top of a two thousand foot radio tower.
0: Oh, I do just hate when it happens. I mean, it's a, it really ruined your day. I know. My
1: God. I know. My
0: God. Can you
1: imagine? So, so I mean, you've seen the trailer for this. Um, how, how did you feel just watching it on your computer?
0: Queasy is putting it, Mark. Right? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a long way up. I I
1: do think you should see the trailer for this before going to see the movie, just so it gives you a greater sense of how this film's going to play out um and what to expect i mean listen i don't mind heights i'm perfectly fine with them usually i mean you know if you're gonna put me on the on the side of a a cliff with tom cruise then yes i'm gonna have a problem with it but you know up the shard i've done that that's no problem cable cars i've done that you know i'm fine with it but let me be honest this film really (laughs) got me sweating like, like, seriously, sweated. I mean, the premise is super simple. Let's be honest. It's two women who are up the tower within 15 minutes of the start of the movie. So, you know, this is a movie that's not messing around at all. Now, obviously, people are going to go, "What? why? Why would you go up that tower? Let me give you the answer. They are adrenaline junkers slash urban explorers looking for their next fix, basically. They wanted to climb what was, at one point, the highest point in that area. Now, I must point out, this is not a four-legged radio tower, okay? This is... No, not
0: the ones we get over here. No, no this is it's nothing sim.
1: like that. No, it's not a four-legged tower or anything <laughs> like that. It, it is a one-leg all the way to the top... With a rickety old ladder bolted onto the actual structure.
0: Oh, so. I mean, what? You've got to be mad. To want to do exactly.
1: That. <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, you can kind of guess where this is going to go. You know, the ladder falls off while they're at the top, leaving them stranded. Now, you're going to say, why couldn't they use their mobile phones to call for help? Good question. The reception at that height is really poor. So
0: yes, long way from anything. It, it, is, it
1: is a long way from anything. It really <laughs> is, um, and it does make the the reasoning as to why they can't use their phone. Okay, so they have to make several decisions. Now, this is what I like about this movie is that it says to those watching. So you know, us the viewer watching. What would you do in this situation? Would you try and call for help? Keep trying to call even though your battery's dying? Or would you try and think about abseiling down to a lower point and standing on on one of the satellite dishes that protrude from it? Because that's what one of the women does. That's what she does. Oh, my God. It is awesome to do that. Now, oh. not going to spoil anything else because there's loads of twists and turns in the film. What I will say is, this movie genuinely got me looking away from the screen several times. <laughs> and as I said, it I'm got me surprised. Sweating. Yeah, exactly. Listen, like, you, I mean, you've seen the trailer. Even the shots, the overhead aerial shots showing how far they are off the ground yeah it's exactly you said that's the noise you kind of make you go oh oh, oh dear oh i feel a bit queasy now um, definitely
0: watch this sitting down at all times yeah not absolutely stand
1: up. but that's why i said i had to look away just to make sure that yes okay there's the steps right that's fine okay um i mean you know that it's i guess you could call this a horror movie probably yeah well i mean
0: yeah, if you've Got a phobia of heights? Definitely. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. But the interesting
1: thing is it never feels like a proper horror movie. And I think it's a clever ruse that the filmmakers have done here is that, yes, it's a horror film because if you don't like heights, you well, even if you do like heights, as I said, I like heights, but this film really got to me. um, It is a horror movie. Um, I will say this as well. Look, the dialogue's not great. Okay. The acting is not that great either. I mean, it's fine. It's okay. It's quite real. I'll say that. It, it it felt more real than than very filmy stagey type stuff it's not great but at the same time you're not really here for that to be honest with you you're here to and to s- be
0: fair to him they're acting on top of that oh. i mean would you want to act up there yeah, well that's
1: the thing isn't it yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> we need to never take no you don't know that's it that's, it. that's, that's all you yeah getting.
1: yeah bring the helicopters in and, and winchester <laughs> safety yeah absolutely um you know, the the thing is, look, it's here to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to scare you about heights, really, and, and make you worry about how these two women are gonna get down as well. So did I like it? I, I mean I really like this movie. I really like it, but it's not to say that I like you know, it's not to say that I like it. I think the best way to say this is I survived it
0: you made it through yeah I, and you got down again
1: yeah genuinely <laughs> anybody who makes it to the end of this film i think can, can can count themselves as a survivor because it is terrific stomach churning body clenching uh sweat inducing filmmaking and that's what they wanted to do and i think in that regard it succeeded
0: Amazing. Uh, so full in cinemas, um, strap yourself to the chair when you watch it. Strap yourself to the chair. Just in case you See it on the biggest screen leaning.
1: possible as well. Make sure you see it on the biggest screen possible because, it, I mean, some of those scenes, you know, we talk about cinematography a lot as well, is that some of this cinematography is fantastic. It really is. Now, some of it's CGI. I'm not going to get away from that at all. But the way that it's yeah. nicely done, even like the bits where they're on the ground before it's even started, they're on the ground and they're journeying off to this thing. Um I'm like, this is some beautiful cinematography, actually. So it's really nicely done. Um, and then, well, obviously, everything goes wrong. And uh, <laughs>
0: the sweat starts It sounds like up. a simple premise, but to film that can't be easy, to film up the top of a massive well, tower listen, to get all those sorts to, of shots. Look,
1: not to spoil it too much for you, but a lot of it wasn't done at the top of 2,000-foot radio tower, okay? A lot of it was done... <laughs> On the floor with a tower. Oh,
0: but it was really it,
1: well. <laughs> if you want to believe that, that's fine. The thing is, when you're watching the movie, I did kind of think to myself a couple of times that it, it, Just remember, this is not filmed all at the top of this. It was filmed, you know, in a studio because I had to keep reminding myself of that because it. This, this did feel very real. That's looks the thing. so real. Yeah, that's well. the thing. So, um, you won't look at when you when you're driving now. When you're driving, and you see a radio mast. You won't look at it the same way. <laughs> and these are <laughs> these. Are, go, and here in the UK, we have smaller radio masts than in the US as well. That's the thing. But the radio masts here are still very tall. I mean, think about the radio mast that's on Alexandra Palace. You think about the radio mast that's in Essex as well. Uh, I mean, there's several here in Essex actually. Um, you'd look at those and you go, "Yeah, I mean, I know that's shorter than the one that's in Fall, but." I still don't know if I'd want to go up it. So. I fancy being up it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Especially when it's windy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Someone's got to go up there sometimes, though. Well, this is when true. When our signal goes a bit dodgy. There you go. Who so lost to you... Tony? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to do it. Who watches to go? That's nothing. That's, That's fi- nothing. Well, Where's the wind? <laughs> yeah, well, you know,
1: some people will be like, yeah, I could do that. No problem. All the best to you. You can fix that tower. I'm not fixing it because this film really got me thinking, <laughs> I don't even want to go anywhere near something like this.
0: Uh, Amazing. So fall is out in the summer. Not the fall. That's convenient. Yes, in yes, um, yes.
1: So fall out at the end of summer in cinemas now.
0: Lovely stuff. Where we should go for us, Mark?
1: So now on DVD and Blu-ray and also on Disney Plus as well is light year. So... This uh, So the synopsis reads, while spending years attempting to return home, marooned space ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zurg who are attempting to steal his fuel source.
0: Oh, yes. Here we go. So people can go,
1: well, huh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We, we know. This sounds familiar. Yeah, this all sounds really guy. familiar. So I... Uh, let me... Didn't he
0: land on the moon? Oh, no.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- didn't he go <laughs> to Wrong infinity? Exactly. So I, I, I think we need to lay this out first. And the first thing that needs to be said about Lightyear is that this is not a sequel or a spin-off or a prequel from the Toy Story franchise. It is an origin movie about the actual person that then inspired the toy line in Toy Story. So it's not a direct film relation to those movies about the toys. Now, people are going to say, well, uh, uh, "Why? Why do you need to say that?" The reason they need to say that is because Disney slash Pixar, who have made this movie, seem to have fudged the marketing on this quite badly, and I think it's confused a lot of people. I mean, the trailers that I saw all seem to be missing how to properly explain what the movie is. So, on a very basic level, this is an origin story about a human astronaut. That's the film that we have.
0: Yeah, and then they made a toy later.
1: <laughs> and then they made a toy later. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, yeah. you saying about the toy, here's my problem with it, is that I can't help but watch this and not link it to Buzz Lightyear, the toy, because everything we know about Buzz's origins and the Toy Story franchise is coming from that. And I think this is my problem with the film, is that where it falls down already is because... It doesn't do too much linking. Instead, it forges its own path. Now, that's fine, but there are elements in this film that would absolutely have been included in Toy Story Buzz's stories and figures set. So, for example, Human Buzz has an uh, an AI cat called Socks, who's kind of funny. He's the slightly sarcastic side character, you know, but, but I can't get away from the fact that In Toy Story, in the Toy Story movies, we would have seen a little figurine of socks somewhere along the line. So do you see what I mean about the fact that the links should be there, but they're not? Because this film isn't, it's it's not linking it well, or it's it's linking it too much, but missing bits. Now, obviously, we've got to take this film on its own merits. So let's forget the Toy Story link. Let's forget that, okay? Okay.
0: Okay. Which is really it's, it's difficult to do. To infinity it's, it's really difficult
1: to do. However, <laughs> is it a good origin story for an astronaut? I've got to be honest, I thought this was pretty boring. I thought the action was quite dull. I thought the comedy was missing, apart from socks, so I thought it was okay. The story I I just thought was very thin. You know, it's I just felt like it's a film that's got that that's got nothing to do. You know, I couldn't believe that this was a Disney Pixar movie. And it's got no funny moments in it. It's almost like they've gone, all of the great bits that make Pixar movies really fun have been sucked out and they've been replaced with quite <laughs> boring dialogue and loads of exposition. Like There's loads of exposition. I, I genuinely thought this was some sort of spy movie, like James Bond or something. I thought that.
0: Um, yeah, it did get a bit moonraker, didn't it? It, it did, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, that's the thing. But you, you've seen this and you like it, don't you? You really like this.
0: I thought it did a good job. I liked the, the premise. I actually quite liked the idea of um, it being uh, the real life buzz uh, as opposed to the toy mm. and all that. Mm. But um, I think you're right. The, the comedy was kind of missing a little bit. They could have had more fun with it. And um, possibly the whole Zerg thing wasn't really, I mean, it was a bit too twisty and a bit bit odd. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, a
1: good, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, without giving too much away, obviously Zerg comes in and that's where it all stems from. But I, I do agree with you where I was like, hang on, what? wait hang on so what <laughs> but then do you know what i think this goes back to the idea that i sat there and it, it finished and i was like who is this film aimed at like i don't think it's a kid's movie mm-hmm. because it, it, it's only really a kid's movie in the fact that it is it has a, a very vague toy story link so is it an adult's movie i don't think it is because i think adults will find it boring and i think Kids will find it boring as well because it's not as fun or anything else like that. I know you liked it, um, but I just came away thinking just... I don't know who this film is aimed at.
0: Yeah, I think if anyone's if you're a, you grew up with Toy Stories, kid, and you're old enough now, then maybe you'll get it. But I sure, anyone younger is going to be a bit like who's this puzzle like your kid
1: yeah I, <laughs> and anybody older th- ready the, for them is yeah, it yeah you're right i think that's the thing and as w- as much as you say you know anybody who grew up with toy story obviously we've got kids now who are watching toy story for the first time and whatever else and they're growing up with toy story that's great but i still think they would watch this and go this is really dull really dull um yeah i just i well
0: we do all need a socks um mm.
1: Best best character in the movie. Best character in the movie by far. You know, as (laughs) I said, fun, slightly sarcastic. I kind of like that about it as well. But for me, and the unfortunate thing is, Min, you have spoken about this over the past two or three years now, in that I think Pixar are going backwards. I don't think they've made a decent film for several years now.
0: It's been a while since I've heard you say it was good Yeah, um, for any of their things. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, you know... um, They're getting
0: caught up by the other animation studios. I,
1: I think there are other animation studios out there that are now surpassing Pixar. And the problem is Pixar have always got to outdo themselves. So when you see something like this, you go, oh, this is a real lesser Pixar movie. And the problem is, I think that's happened quite a lot recently. That's my issue with it, really, is mm. that I, I'm i seeing lesser Pixar movies um, than, than the great stuff. I mean, we're always going to have mid-tier Pixar. That's fine. And, you know, we'll enjoy those. You know, Cars is a mid-tier Pixar movie. Cars 3, however, is a top-tier Pixar movie because it's completely different. Um, but I just look at this and I look at something like Soul, which I didn't like either, and I think... Are they missing the thing? You know, I just don't get it. Luca as well. No, I just think that I I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're trying too hard or if they're not trying hard enough anymore. But I'm finding Pixar movies now are nowhere near as good as the standard that they used to be. But you make a good point is that other animation studios have caught up with them. And are actually making their own way and actually bettering Pixar, which is no bad thing because then we've got we've still got great animation.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's easy to forget the storyline when you're putting together an animation film. Sometimes they kind of focus so much on what looks good. Yes. And then you need a twist. You need a clever story in amongst it. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think some people do get bogged down in what it looks like and forget that, you know, there needs to be a coherent story here, something that will make us all interested. Um, And unfortunately, I think recently Pixar have not been doing that that well.
0: Although I will say this light year film has definitely inspired me to start keeping my own Stargate log just randomly talking to myself. <laughs> um, you can get a lot of thoughts out doing that. Just talk to your wrist for a bit. Yeah, but you just look mad. You look mad, don't you? Oh, I've just come to peace with that now. All oh, right. right. OK, right. To...
1: Fine. Fine. OK, well, I mean, I think I already knew it anyway, having worked with you for so many years. But uh, you've just confirmed it now to, to everybody else. So that's
0: fine. To, to millions. Yeah, it's all good.
1: Yeah. Um, lovely
0: so this is out on on dvd so
1: dvd blu-ray and it's already on disney plus as well so you can see it those places excellent
0: what you got for us on the podcast
1: so also on dvd and blu-ray and also streaming on bfi player as well um it's a film called all my friends hate me
0: it's not a biopic starring yourself
1: it's not Uh, a biopic uh, (laughs) okay right it's fine um no no this is about a guy called pete who is cautiously excited about reuniting with his college crew for a birthday weekend. But one by one, his friends slowly turn against him and he wonders, is he being punished or is he paranoid? Is he part of the sick joke that's going on? He just does not know. Oh, okay. Like, I, do you know what? Come- I, I love the way this film plays on all of our darkest fears. You know, that at some point in our lives, our friends won't like us anymore and will immediately turn against us. And I think it's, a, you know, it, <laughs> let's be honest. That's a deep fear that probably all of us have and can probably easily relate to Pete when it all starts to happen to him. I mean, you sit yeah. there and you go, uh, what's happening here? Is used this used to happening? feel
0: like it at school and sometimes it don't change. Yeah, it? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing.
1: Yeah. The interesting thing about Pete's group of friends is that they are some that you instantly despise that You know, they're just the type of people that you would cross the street to avoid. Then there are a couple (laughs) that you know you would get on very well with if you went down the pub. And I think herein lies the cleverness of the film that it is asking us, the viewer, to choose who we like and who we don't like. Pete, Hmm. for me anyway, Pete, I think, certainly for me, sits firmly in the middle. Sometimes I liked him, other times I didn't. And I think the film... Is not placing us with Pete, but sort of as a a third eye behind him, you know, just watching over his shoulders, just seeing what's happening. And the more Pete mm. thinks he's being set up or actually bullied, the more the film twists the tension, basically. Um, and, and I think this shows how maybe slightly sadistic I am. Um My only disappointment with the movie here, right, (laughs) is that I didn't think in the final third, uh, sorry, in the middle third of the movie, that the figurative knife was twisted into Pete as much as it could have been. I kept, I kept going, go on, do it a bit more. Make it worse. Yeah, make make it it worse. Yes. 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 I kept feeling like they were holding back. Sorry. I mean, it sounds horrible. But when you see the film, you'll understand. I know. I mean, that's not to say that. (laughs) Listen, that's not to say that the film doesn't have a rousing and actually quite shocking finale because it does. It's just that there were points where I felt the fear Pete was feeling wasn't enough. But as I said, maybe that's just my deprived mind. That's the problem. You know.
0: Too many dark horror films. Exactly.
1: Maybe that, that. I think that says more about me than the film itself. <laughs> so moving on very quickly before um, I'm not re- invited back here. So.
0: Before <laughs> so f- your friends at you.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think I don't think I've got any now. Um. I, I think. Look. Let's be honest here. The film is basically a modern day twist retelling on Henry James's The Turn of the Screw. You know, every little moment in Pete's life over that weekend can be interpreted as a threat to force him to do something. But he doesn't because he's too nice and actually wants to have a fun birthday weekend. And then the film asks the question, how much can one person take before they finally snap? And what if it is their friends that actually make them snap? What's going to happen? That's the thing. So this movie is dark it's nasty it's bags of fun it's really entertaining or stressing juicing whichever way you feel like the movie is taking you um and whichever <laughs> yeah. way you fall for or against pete as well um either way it's a good film it's a it's a really good film this it's a really good film very very well put together small british movie that yeah twists that figurative knife just for some of Excellent. us just for some of us we were like a bit more just, just not quite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Need more twisting oh
0: more twisting yeah more twisting <laughs> but yeah
1: uh, it's still a very good film i really like this
0: it's listed as a, a comedy horror so it was was it funny make it, yeah did, it is did it hit the the comedy notes
1: it's more comedy than horror i'll say that it is more comedy nice. than
0: horror so yes
1: you i mean i laughed quite a lot at it um in that dark and twisted way that clearly only I'm doing now, um, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but yes, there is a lot of humor here, there is a lot of humor in it, and I did like it a lot, yeah, yeah,
0: great. in the trailer, it looks a little like I've read the hunting party um by oh God, I've got a name um yes. Famous author, insert name here. I've forgotten forgotten my name. A hunting party where it's basically a load of friends go to stay at this big country manor Mm -hmm. and one of them gets killed and it all turns into this big murder mystery. Um, This looks like a comedy version of that uh, with a bit of silliness thrown in.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, it it can be that. It's the turn of the screw as well. There's a few other bits in there as well. I think that's the good thing is that, you know, it's taking bits from all the other places and, and, and just putting a slightly different slant on things, putting a British edge to it all. Um, and it works. What more can you say?
0: Uh-huh. Lovely. Lucy Foley. That was the author's name. Oh, OK. Well, that's irrelevant information. But right. We well,
1: no, listen, I bow to your knowledge on that. That's the thing. I, I don't know that. So if you're saying that's good and it's it, that book is very, looks very similar, uh, reads very similar to what this film looks like, then, hey, there we go. That's another reference point.
0: Cool. So all my friends hate me. Um, allegedly. Uh, where's Where's this? So it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> it? Yeah,
1: it's on Blu-ray. It's also on it's streaming on BFI Player as well. So you can see it on there. Excellent.
0: Marvelous. Oh, much more simple week this week. I feel we've covered films that we can interpret easily
1: yes yes that's very true that's very true yeah um yeah we ju- we we brought it pretty easy this week i thought compared to last week and maybe the week before um yeah
0: falling from dizzy heights watching an astronaut in cgi and all our friends don't like us that's yes yes very relatable simple. material
1: very simple there we go thank you very much <laughs> Lovely. What we got next week, Mark? So, next week, uh, we've got a brand new film version of the Pinocchio story.
0: Oh, yes. Excellent. Yes. have so done this it again. Is... It's, been, it's been a few times. Well, th- so
1: this version is directed by Robert Zemeckis, you know, the guy who gave his back to the future and loads of other, uh, you know, oh, Express and things oh, like yeah. that. So, this is a new version. Um, there is another version coming in December from director Guillermo del Toro. So, this is Pinocchio from Robert Ooh. Zemeckis. Uh, We're also going to be talking about a documentary called The Princess. It's a documentary about um, the life and times of Princess Diana as well. So we're going to be talking about that. And then we're also going to be talking about the new David Cronenberg. Um, I wanted to say horror movie there, but well, maybe not. But David Cronenberg has gone back to doing a sort of body horror type movie. It's called Crimes of the Future, and it stars Viggo Morgensen. And... Yeah, let, let's talk about that next week. But um yes, it's a it's a return for David Cronenberg, who many will know from directing such iconic movies as The Fly, um The Dead Zone. Oh. You know, the, it, it very much enjoys cool. his his, uh, his grisly horror. So we'll be talking about a new film from David Cronenberg. It's been quite a while actually since he's made a new film, so we've got a new one.
0: Nice, excellent. I look forward to it. I shall bring my puppeteering skills and, and stuff?
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing how you'll do that. Um, yeah, I can't imagine that's going to go well.
0: I would say my DIY skills to not to give a puppet, but you wouldn't want to see the finished result. No,
1: no, nobody needs to see that. Oh, no,
0: Big Picasso rather than Pinocchio.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Film reviews and movie news. With Stuart Pink and Mark Seabee. Thanks for listening to Film Reviews and Movie News. We've been doing this little podcast for years now. Mark has watched and expertly reviewed hundreds of films. And I've made hundreds of terrible jokes. They're all available to listen to. Again, if you subscribe to the Film Reviews and Movie News podcast, it's freely available wherever you get your podcasts from. Or you can find all the latest episodes and everything else I do online at stuartpink.com.